Remember what I spoke about last week? That a mountain is a place of encounter with God and that when Jesus sits down, he has something important to say. Well, Jesus is still up on a mountain and he's still sitting down. So, listen up. So in today's gospel, Jesus is calling us to two things, to be salt and to be light. He says, first of all, that you are the salt of the earth. And maybe this reference to salt is not such a good one to use, particularly at this time of the year. Here in Canada, during the wintertime, we seem to spread salt everywhere. But on the positive side, salt preserves and salt enhances flavor or increases taste in food. On the negative side, however, salt, as I said, seems to get everywhere, particularly in the winter, on sidewalks, car interiors, in shopping malls, in churches, in coffee shops. It stains our boots, it stains our shoes. But Jesus, because he's Jesus, he can change a negative into a positive. So what's Jesus getting at when he says to us, you are the salt of the earth? Well, if salt gets everywhere, and I seem to track it everywhere on my boots and on my shoes, wherever I go, that means that wherever I do go, I can bring the salt of the gospel with me so that it flavors, it, it seasons, it, it even marks uh, places where I have been. Question is, am I willing to let Jesus work through me to do this? I came across a quote recently from St. Therese of Lisieux about willingness, willingness to cooperate with the Lord. She said, always keep lifting your foot to climb the ladder of holiness. All God asks of you is good will. Lord Jesus, help us to be willing. Help me to be willing, to be willing, to be willing, to be willing. And help me understand, Lord Jesus, that when you are calling me to be salt of the earth, it means that I can bring this salt, just like the salt that's spread all over the sidewalks and the roads and keeps being tracked into the house and all the places I visit in the course of a day, bring the salt of the gospel to these places where I do find myself. The willingness to cooperate with that, the willingness to do that. Jesus then goes on to say that you are the light of the world. And elsewhere in the Gospels, he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So if Jesus says, I am the light of the world, that's in John's Gospel, and now he is saying to us in Matthew's Gospel, you are the light of the world, how do we understand that? Well, first, I need a little sip of coffee. Coffee seems to inspire me. <laughs> Praise God. So Jesus is the light. I'm called to the light. It means that I'm called to be him in the world. I'm called to bring his light through me to the world. We're all very much appreciating the fact that we are experiencing more daylight hours these days. As I said in an earlier episode, I think we are gaining about an extra minute of daylight hour every day as we journey closer towards the arrival of spring, thanks be to God. But many of our contemporaries 
themselves are still living in the darkness. Darkness of fear, depression, isolation, loneliness, uh, the darkness of addiction. And when the Lord says, you are the light of the world, he is inviting us to bring his light through us to those places, to those encounters. So just as salt is tracked all over the place and brought inside to all the places we visit, so the gospel is meant to be brought. The gospel, the salt of the gospel, the flavor of the gospel, but also the light of the gospel, the gospel light of Jesus himself. He says that a city built on a hill cannot be hidden. In other words, we're not supposed to hide. So hiding can sometimes be part of a false humility, thinking to ourselves, well, you know, I'm not really anything important. I'm, you know, kind of a nothing person. You know, who's, who's going to miss me? What do I have to contribute? I have nothing to bring to this situation. That's false humility. And in the words of my spiritual director, which are three, three words, knock it off. Stop doing that. Just renounce that lie. Jesus is indeed on the move. And we give the Lord permission to continue to work in each of our lives. And you have, I have, something to contribute. I have something to bring. We're called to step up. We're called to step out. No one puts a lamp and hides it under a bushel basket, Jesus says. No kidding, because the bushel basket will catch fire. <laughs> but there's more to what the Lord is getting at there. Don't take your light, which others can find attractive, because it's the light of Christ, not the light of me, and hide it under a bushel basket, which brings a place then into darkness. And this week, I was blessed to be able to see Dr. Jordan Peterson at a live presentation here in Ottawa. And he actually made reference to this gospel. I don't know if it's because he was preparing for this coming Sunday. I don't know if he's a subscriber to Sipping on the Sabbath. But he made reference to this gospel of being light of the world specifically and no one being called to put their light under a bushel basket. And he spoke in the context of how each of us is called to step out of our comfortable, safe, little environments and take risks and learn to live life. He said, we're not called to remain in our parents' basement, you know, in the dark, eating cheesies and playing video games or worse things that we can do when we isolate ourselves from others. We have a role, he said, to play on the front lines. And he encouraged us who were there. He said, find out what it is that you're passionate about and go for it. Just step out in faith. Don't hide your light under a bushel basket. Don't hide yourself away from the world. Each of us, as I have said myself on earlier occasions, has a particular role to play on the front lines. And if I absent myself from that place, there's no one else to take my place. Because I have been created, you have been created for a specific task, a specific purpose at this time in the history of the world. And I want to step out in faith, have the willingness again to cooperate with God's grace and become great and lead others to him. Your word, the psalmist says in the Old Testament Psalms, your word is a lamp 
to my feet and light to my path. I went to a hardware store recently to buy light bulbs for the house and I just, I couldn't believe how many light bulbs there are. Like, whatever happened to simple light bulbs? <laughs> there are like so many different options. I'm called to be the light of the world. Which light am I supposed to be? LED, incandescent, what am I supposed to be? Lights, and this is to help us understand kind of where Jesus was getting at when he was talking to his disciples and others who were up there with him on the mountain. Lights were often landmarks for travelers that they could see from a distance. And so what the Lord is inviting us to do with our willingness and cooperating with his grace is that we too can be landmarks for weary travelers through life. Our contemporaries who are looking for direction in their lives. Our contemporaries who are stumbling around in the darkness. We ourselves who are looking for direction in our lives. We ourselves who are repeatedly stubbing our toes, as it were, journeying through life in the darkness. Like, first of all, let Jesus shine his light into every single area of my life so that I can be the light of the world. Not my light, not your light, his light, and bringing that light to others. Our light comes from Jesus, and we're called to reflect him to others. Again, am I willing to do this? Am I willing to cooperate with the Lord so that others can know his light and find freedom in the light? Let's go back to what St. Therese said, the quote that I had found from her quite providentially in preparation for this episode. Always keep lifting your foot to climb the ladder of holiness. All God asks of you is good will. And so again, Lord Jesus, this is our prayer, we want your grace. We need your help, Jesus. Help us to be willing, Jesus, to be the light of the world. Your light shining in our life that radiates itself to others. You're the salt of the earth. Salt gets everywhere, especially at this time of the year. Okay, well, the salt of the gospel can be brought everywhere, trekked into the places we visit every single day to flavor it, to season it, to mark it. Likewise, the light of the world that I'm called to be, the light of Jesus and bringing his light to others in my contemporary encounters every single day. Jesus gave us and his disciples the Great Commission to go out into the world and proclaim the good news to all the nations. That is our commission. That's the job, as it were, that Jesus gave us. That's why the church exists, to evangelize, to spread salt everywhere, to shine the light of the gospel everywhere, which again implies, following up from what we talked about last week, the call to action, it is about action. So Jesus climbs the mountain, sits down, and gives us the Beatitudes, which are calls to action. And he's still up on the mountain, and he's still sitting down, and he's still talking, and he's still teaching. And this is what we need to listen to today. A secondary call to action. 
The whole of our first reading from the prophet Isaiah is a call to action. It's the corporal works of mercy. Did you catch that when you were reading through it in preparation for this episode? Well, you can now catch it in preparation for going to Mass on Sunday. The reading that we'll hear from a prophet Isaiah talks about how we are called to end injustice, free the addicted, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, and give to the poor. And as I'm encouraging us in doing this, I also have in the back of my mind a quote from the letter of St. James, that faith without works is dead. And so when I have the willingness to cooperate with the Lord, to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world, what happens? I commit myself to be a woman and man, a man, a woman and a man of action, and my light then shines to the world. The prophet Isaiah talks about this fulfillment. He says, your light will break forth and it will rise in the darkness. And light lives in the darkness and the darkness never overcomes it, scripture says. I want to be this light. Salt gets everywhere. Light can shine everywhere. And even St. Paul, the second reading we have today from 1 Corinthians, he gets in on the act of how he himself became salt. He himself became light for the world to those to whom he was sent to preach the gospel. How he himself fulfilled the mandate, the mission that Jesus entrusted to us to go out into the whole world and proclaim the good news. He did so, he said, when he surrendered. Surrendered his weakness, his fear, and any way in which he was trembling. Over to the Lord, he said. And when we do that, we then rely upon God's power and the Lord's grace instead of our wisdom. Somehow thinking, well, I have to get this whole thing figured out. No, willingness is the key to so many areas of growth in the spiritual life. That's why St. Therese of Lisieux is such a great master in the spiritual life because she talked about this willingness that she lived in her own life and we find that attractive. There's something inside of us that is, is sparked when we receive this inspiration, this encouragement. Yes, Jesus, I need this. I desire this. Yes, Jesus, I open my heart to receive it from you today. Why do we ultimately want to be salt of the earth and light of the world? Why? Ultimately, it is because we desire our contemporaries to know, love, and serve the Lord, whom we know, love, and strive to serve every day of our life. I want to be flavored by the gospel so others can taste the gospel too. I want to enlighten the path to Christ for my contemporaries, the path that has been enlightened for me by the power and grace of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in today's gospel, do what you do so that others see your good works and they give glory to the Father. Not to me, but to our Father. 
You will be my witnesses, Jesus says. Another call to action that we have in the Acts of the Apostles. You will be my witnesses. And so we ourselves want to respond to this word. We want to respond to this word today. The Lord never gives us something that is impossible to do without his corresponding grace. One of the promises of Alcoholics Anonymous is that God will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Now, the opposite is also true. The God will not do for us what we can do for ourselves, and that is to make a decision to open our hearts, to become willing to do what is being asked of us, and he provides the rest. And so, do I know God's love, mercy, and faithfulness for me? Have I experienced that in my life? Do others know of God's love, mercy, and faithfulness towards them by what they hear me say and what they see me do in my everyday life? Do they see the light of Christ that shines forth from me and are they attracted to it? Not attracted to me, but attracted to the Lord. And do I desire? Do I desire to be seasoned by the good news? So others can also be seasoned by the good news. Others can also taste the saltiness of the gospel, the flavor of the gospel. And their spiritual life is enhanced by the salt of the good news of Jesus Christ. Archbishop Alan Vigneron of the Archdiocese of Detroit, Michigan, talks about shallow entry points. As an example, my love for English Premier League football, soccer, my love for coffee, <laughs> my love for running and being outdoors, etc. They're conversation starters. That's what these shallow entry points are. Conversation starters where we can bring Christ's light, initially at a, let's just say, low wattage, lest the person be overwhelmed by the brilliance of the whole thing. But these conversation starters that can themselves spark an encounter, spark an interest in people wanting to know us, people wanting to be with us. Do people see us as normal, <laughs> balanced, you know, sociable individuals who are at the same time completely, totally sold out for the Lord? That's what they find attractive. And those shallow entry points, these common interests, apart necessarily from the spiritual life, are ways in which we can engage with other people and bring them gradually, slowly, to a place where they too can make a decision by what they hear us say and what they see us do to decide for the Lord. That the Lord has shone his light into our lives. And he makes a difference in our life. When I know that Jesus is my friend, everything changes. 
And when I know of his love and his mercy, his forgiveness, his tenderness, his care in my life, I can then spread that, like salt, <laughs> to others. You are salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Many of us were in Toronto in the summer of 2002 for World Youth Day when now Saint John Paul II came to Toronto to be with us. And let me just conclude today by praying, in a, in a paraphrased way, the closing prayer that he gave at the final homily that he gave while here in Toronto for World Youth Day on that monumental summer. So let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, keep us in your love. Let us hear your voice and believe what you say. For you alone, Lord, have the words of life. Teach us how to profess our faith, bestow our love, and impart our hope in you to others. Make us convincing witnesses of your gospel in a world so much in need of your saving grace. Make us new people of the Beatitudes, that we may be the salt of the earth and the light of the world at the beginning of this third Christian millennium. Mary, Mother of the Church, protect and guide us. Keep us all close to your maternal heart. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. God bless you. That's a wrap. <laughs> I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope you've been inspired and encouraged as I have been inspired and encouraged by the Lord himself. Let's just keep giving the Lord permission to do what he needs to do and wants to do in our life. No matter what it is, let's be convinced that it is much better than anything we could put together for ourselves. Stay caffeinated. Do subscribe. Thank you for your prayers and your temporal support that makes this mission and ministry possible. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we're powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Bye-bye.